The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 15th chapter. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So he divided his property between them. And a few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country. And there he squandered his property in dissolute living. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout that country. And he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He would gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough and to spare? But here I am, dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. And then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly, bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet, and get the fatted calf and kill it. And let us eat and celebrate, for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his older son was in the field, and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing and called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. He replied, your brother has come and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has got him back safe and sound. Then he became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him. But he answered his father, Listen, for all these years I've been working like a slave for you, and I have never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. And the father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice, because this brother of yours 
was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. When I was in seminary, I was in a cohort or a group of about 18 students. And in every class, our professors would invite us to introduce ourselves. It didn't take long before we knew each other's introductions well enough that we could introduce each other. Chris from Ames, Iowa was a, pa a painter and a retired nurse. She was a wife and a mother to three grown children. And Aaron was from Eau Claire, Wisconsin. He had been a PK, a pastor's kid. And he was married and they were expecting their first child and so on and so on. We knew each other's stories so well that eventually we may have stopped listening so carefully. I would guess that many of us, when we hear Jesus say, there was a man with two sons, do the very same thing. The parable we have in today's gospel is one of the most familiar stories of scripture. And because it is so familiar, we may stop listening carefully when it's told. The other thing that happens with parables, the stories that Jesus tells to illustrate the good news, is that we try to start figuring out who he's talking about. Who are those characters? If the father is God, then who is the younger son? Who is the older son? Is this a morality tale? What is Jesus getting at? But when we treat the parable as an allegory with a hidden meaning or a puzzle to be solved, that distracts us from hearing what Jesus is really saying. Because in scripture, in God's story, God is always the actor, the main character. And the text is always telling us something about who God is. So the first thing we need to do is to listen attentively to the gospel. As if we haven't heard the story before. As if it were completely new. Luke begins by explaining that religious experts were criticizing Jesus. Now that in itself is not new. But this time, they're complaining because he is drawing crowds that include known troublemakers. They don't want those people in their spaces listening to Jesus. And Jesus doesn't just say, all are welcome. He goes a step further, giving them seats at the table and eating with them. 
It's scandalous. Doesn't he know better? After all, where are his standards? Well, when Jesus hears them grumbling, he tells them three stories. The first two aren't in our gospel text this morning. First, Jesus tells them about a shepherd who lost a sheep and then went after him and found him and rejoiced. And then he tells the story of a woman who lost a coin and she searches carefully until she finds it. And then she calls in all her neighbors to celebrate with her. And finally, he tells the story we just heard, the one of the man with two sons. But instead of asking who do the characters represent or what is the moral of the story or what is the solution to the puzzle, the second thing I want to invite you to do is to ask a different question. This time, let's ask, where do you see yourself in this story? When we meet the younger son, he isn't merely wasteful or reckless. He basically tells his father, you're dead to me. And he leaves, taking what he can. And when he realizes the hole that he has dug, he comes up with a new plan. He heads back to his father. And sometimes he's described as repentant. But a skeptic might wonder just how honest he is being. Yeah. It's possible he even deceives himself, thinking, if, if only I can return, I'll do better this time. In contrast, the older son models responsibility, but with each furrow that he digs, the chip on his shoulder increases. And his resentment both toward the brother who left and toward their father becomes more and more entrenched. Both sons betrayed the love of their father the younger with careless arrogance and the older with unresolved anger and bitterness. Jesus doesn't tell this story so that we'll choose sides, that we'll champion one over the other. Perhaps he tells it so that we will see that there's a little bit of each of these sons in each of us. So back to the question we're asking, where do you see yourself in this story? And I'll add, when have you turned your back on your identity, on who you are? When have you squandered the grace and the love that's been offered to you? There is, of course, a third character, the father of the two sons, the father who doesn't shun the son for asking for his inheritance, the one who lets him go, who watches for his return, yearning and waiting, 
And when the father sees the son returning, he runs out to meet him, to restore him, and to rejoice at his homecoming. You can picture how brightly the father's face beamed and how his eyes shone with thankfulness at finding the one who had been lost. You can hear the joy in his words. While at the very same time, the older son is overcome with jealousy and resentment. But the father, the father is steadfast. He tells the older son he has always had all that belongs to him. And that while he felt disregarded and disappointed, the father's love was constant, even when the older son doubted it. I've asked how we may be like the two sons, but I wonder if there have been times in your life when you can see yourself as the father, the one who responds with joy and love and refrains from judgment, the one who welcomes lavishly and without restraint, this is the God who we worship and know in the person of Jesus Christ, who gives us everything that is his and takes all that is ours, that we may be restored to relationship with God. This is the God who tells the criminal beside him at the crucifixion that he will be with him in heaven. This is the God who loves Peter even after he denies him as Messiah and Lord three times. We worship a God who loves lavishly and without restraint. And Jesus invites us to love others in the same way. God invites us to the banquet and the only question that is left to answer is if there is a party being thrown, will you go to it? Because God is watching and yearning and waiting for you to return and join in. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, thank you for your son, Jesus for redeeming us and giving us new life. Thank you for your lavish love and mercy, for your abundant grace, especially when we turn away from you or turn in on ourselves in sin. May we always remember you are watching for us, yearning for us to return to you. With the help of your spirit, teach us to love others as we are loved rejoicing with you and making space at the table for all. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.